Greetings. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I am all out of bubblegum. And action, Rebecca. <laughs> Say that one more time. What's up, flockers? There you go. There you go. Uh, hope everyone's doing good this morning. How are you guys doing? We're doing it. There you go. Like, like I said earlier, if I was doing any better, I'd have to go home. Well, how has your guys' uh, week been? Uh, crazy. A little bit. It's always a shit show, you know. And and I smile as I say that because I know uh, a little bit about how some of your guys' weeks been. Um, and we also are live on Twitch, correct, Rebecca? Tell us all about that. Yeah. Um, so, like about Twitch in general. Uh, tell us, like, on what channel we're live on right now, and so forth. Like your Twitch, sweetheart. Um, it's uh, honest Rebecca thoughts on Twitch. And which is really cool because uh, there's no comment limits. It's not censored like uh, TikTok lives are. Um, and it actually auto records everything for 14 days. So you can go back and watch something if you missed it. Um, we have like all sorts of like fun little things that we can play on Twitch and like they can like make me do stuff and use their points and things of that nature. So it's really cool, but it's honest Rebecca thoughts on Twitch. That is very cool. And we also have this week coming up. I don't know what day we'll drop it yet, uh, but we will have the zoom uh, round table uh, up on the here to chew bubblegum YouTube page. And we'll probably drop this one maybe on Thursday because we're on zoom as we speak. So well, it's cool that like I started to be able to do the recordings on Zoom because I feel like it gives like, you know, especially since you're uploading them on YouTube, it gives just a little extra like they can see what's going on. Yes. I don't know. I like yes. to watch. I, I'm not. And and I re-recorded Dirty Dan's midweek moment. So you'll have that for this coming week. OK, it should have been out last week. Good. However, like I told you, Dirty Dan forgot. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I, I was going to say that was not my fault. So that was not your fault. <laughs> that was all dirty, Dan. Oh, but uh, yeah, we, uh, uh, Rebecca, you touched on a little bit of a subject there that we'll talk about too in segment three. Um, for those of you that follow the Here to Chew Bubblegum YouTube page and Honest Rebecca Thoughts, um, we have been for the second week, we have a um, Here to Chew Bubblegum Presents Get Real Meets Honest Rebecca Thoughts. Um, I just call it Honest Rebecca Thoughts, but we have episode two up, and uh, in episode two, I am ranting, because uh, <laughs> I, I just had a really bad day that day, but we've had a great response from that. We've had a lot of comments, uh, and positive comments uh, on that, and uh, I want to thank you, Rebecca, for coming up with that idea. That was a great idea. Yeah, you're welcome. It's I, I think it's going to be, I mean, it's already getting good feedback. Um, I think they like it. And I, I think it's a good opportunity for us to just honestly bitch about shit that, you know, what really grinds our gears. Oh, oh I, not pushing the question. Oh, I definitely did that this week. So, it was, but you know, if you have watched that, the rest of the week was better. So knock on wood, you know, and I know you say I shouldn't do that, but you know, I knocked on wood anyway. Um, we're going to start out with some emails. Rebecca, we'll let you go first whenever you are ready. 
this is from Ben. Hello, Goose and Dirty Dan. I'm new to the show. And the first show that I listened to was the round table. Oh, God, he was in for a treat. Let me say that I really, I really enjoyed it. Listen to a few more shows. I must say I'm impressed with your production quality and research that you present on topics you talk about. I can safely say that I'm now hooked and have watched you guys on other shows too. It's hard for me, hard for me to believe that you've not been doing the show even a year yet. I'm looking forward to new episodes. Well, thank you very much, Ben. Uh, Dirty Dan, what's your thoughts on that? Um, like Rebecca said, that was a hell of an entrance to come into our show. Um, <laughs> I'm glad he uh, I'm glad he went back and listened to a few more shows. Um, so, you know, he didn't just think we were a crazy, crazy group of people, though we are, um, you know, but but at least it's fun. Um, hopefully uh, we'll hear back from him. You know, and, and there's been other people, you know, over the last couple of weeks that have talked about our production quality. And we, you know, try really hard to, you know, get a good sound and good production. <clears throat> And and sometimes you know we, we we do have you know and it's not our fault it's like internet drops or stuff like that you know um, again the fine folks at AT and T this week uh, are providing our uh, good good quality sound hopefully with no freezing no lag time and so forth but you know that's something that I really try to do you know is is get a good good quality sound out you know if it is not that just that's OCD. That just irks it me. It irritates the shit out of you. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Dirty Dan, go ahead with your next email. All right. The next one's from Mike. It says, Dirty Dan, I have just learned a new word today. Stoundlands. The word means the point furthest from the sun in the path of orbiting celestial body, such as planet. Now you know. Educating Dirty Dan. That's right, buddy. Well, thank you very much, Mike, for uh, writing in with that. Uh, Stolens. So... Stalins. Um, Stalins, Stolins. You're missing the first end, buddy. Let's get it rolling. Same thing. Same <laughs> thing. So, but now you know, Educating Dirty Dan. That, 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 my Educating Dirty Dan, I like the sound of that. That may be a good, good idea for a new segment. Educating I'm, Dirty Dan. I'm totally down for that. <laughs> oh, oh uh, then we have, we'll have a whole get real. Waking up Rebecca segment then too. <laughs> uh, Jose from Mexico says, "Greetings, Goose and Dirty Dan. What is your favorite brand of tequila?" I was so excited when I saw this because I have two for him. Um, <clears throat> I have a very expensive compared to the second one, actual traditional Mexican tequila um, called Ca. I'm sure he's well aware of what it is. Uh, Ca Tequila Anejo, the black label. Um, it is the Dia de los Muertos, Day of the Dead tequila. It is absolutely delicious. It is the best motherfucking tequila you'll ever get. <clears throat> but because it's very hard to get and very expensive, I will also settle for Jose Cuervo, Reserva de la Familia. Well, you know, I was going to say Jose Cuervo, um, and that's what yeah, it used like, to be. But There's I like 98 different versions of jose oh yes there is i'm talking about gold jose cuervo gold okay but uh i think i like uh patron better yeah it's smooth hit you know uh you're just not drinking the right tequila buddy uh rebecca what's your favorite type of tequila um weed 
What? <laughs> That's what she I thought you said. <laughs> she does not do tequila. She just makes a funny face and dances around when she drinks it. Okay. Okay. Oh, Bring my her. gosh. I her my bud. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. Bud Light. Everybody loves it. Oh. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. We're, Rebecca, <laughs> we're not in a legal state. It's Bud Light. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so pretty. I'm in a secret location. I don't know where you're at. There you go. Dirty Dan's above in the barbecue your secret pit. location. <laughs> I said, I'm above your secret location. <laughs> As above, so below. Oh, uh, Rebecca, you want to get the next email for us? You guys just give me the longest ones on purpose. No, like, no, I, I, I just went through and broke them down. All I trust. Me. All I did was write Rebecca's name in in place of the ones that I was instructed to. Mm-hmm. Trust me. Right. You, this, is from, this is from Anthony. Hello, Goose Dirty. Let's <clears throat> be here to true bubblegum crew. This question may be hard to answer, and if you don't want to answer it, that's fine too. What is going on behind the scenes with Ned and Elliot? I know Goose said Elliot will have season two of Elliot's articles coming soon. What about Ned said? He, will he have a season two as well? The show has changed since Cronkite left. It's not bad by any means and is still my favorite podcast to listen to. I guess it went a different direction, which is good. And I understand that it, I understand that it had to when Cronkite left. Regardless, keep the ear candy coming, Roswell. I think that's a that's a you answer, Goose. Uh, thank you very much, Anthony. Well, part uh, let's see, uh, we actually have new, brand new Ned Seds in this episode uh, premiering in this episode. We have a lot of those in the can. I mean, a lot of those. Uh, Elliot will be getting us uh, some more articles really soon, uh, and. Uh, you know, hit uh, as far as going in a different direction, you are right. It kind of did have to. Uh, but, you know, me and Dirty Dan's firing on all six cylinders or eight cylinders, ever how many cylinders you like. And uh, we <laughs> are definitely keeping the ear candy coming. And uh, I'd just like to mention that you can, Anthony, go listen to Cronkite's new podcast. He has started with um, Large Marge and Snowman. <sighs> Snowman. Uh, it's called the Paranormal Trucker. So if you do miss Cronkite, go over, give him a like and a listen. There you go. Uh, I mean, here, so what I said, but I'm here. So oh well, um, actually, um, there is Did an Obi email. Right in? There, there is an email uh, coming up, and you do not have the longest one. Trust oh. me. Uh, this one is not in that stack. I emailed Dirty Dan before we got started. And I said, I've got a bonus email. Now, it, yep. does, it does mention you, Rebecca. We're going to save this one for last. Uh, but it does also mention <laughs> Dirty Dan. So, oh, boy. A lot. So, How you got an email that I didn't? Well, I didn't get the email. This one is very favorable uh, to, to you, Rebecca, and to you, Dirty Dan. This oh, one, so you didn't email it to any of us? No. No, because, yo, pups, listen. Yeah. This one... <laughs> This one, whoa, your putts, dude. Your brakes, Tonto. Yeah. yeah My cock feathers are all cocky. They, uh, but uh, that email that I'll get to last uh, came through <clears throat> last night. Ah. 
Uh, let's see. Anybody who didn't get the cock feathers reference, go to Urban Dictionary and you'll see cock feathers was submitted and created on 2018 by El Bigo Rigo. That's me. <laughs> uh, Reed says, hey, Goose and Dirty Dan, without sounding stupid, what's something historical that you found out after elementary and high school? Uh, there's been a lot of things that I've studied after graduation, and I wish they taught it to me at an earlier age, Roswell. Uh, number one for me right off the bat is uh, Nikola Tesla. Uh, Rebecca, go ahead. How bears actually hibernate. For the longest time, okay, like I was an embarrassing number age years old when I found this out. I thought that bears hibernated and they just like ate a whole fuck ton of food and then like crawled into a cave for four months and just slept. Nope, that's not it at all. That's not how that works. I only do that when I eat risotto, so I don't appreciate that. I'm being told on air. I was taught in school. How do they actually hibernate? It's uh, hibernation actually like breaks down into like how their body processes and their metabolism slows down so that they don't need to eat as much. They're not as active. Like they do sleep longer, but it's not like they go to sleep like in a fucking coma. No, no, no. That fucked with me for a minute. What about you, Dirty Dan? So the, the biggest one that I still have a problem with is that the uh, mint is privately owned. Mm-hmm. That was uh that was the biggest shock. All the other stuff I've learned about um, mostly came from my morbid curiosity, but the mint tidbit was thrown at me and took me a minute to kind of cope and understand and realize what exactly that meant for everyone that we're fucked. <laughs> so, I mean, so, so like Nikola Tesla, did both you guys learn about Nikola Tesla in school? Because I didn't hear shit about Nikola Tesla in school. So my 11th grade history teacher mr hoffman bruce hoffman um was all if honest today if if someone came into his classroom and he was still teaching especially the way he taught he would be fired on the spot um that guy that guy was the one who taught me about the three bullets in the jfk assassination that was found not just one shooter but the three um he taught about Nikola Tesla. He actually had a mini coil that he built himself. He could never get it to work, but he constructed it at least to like a scale model. Oh, that's awesome. Um, that guy, I wish I could thank a thousand times over for everything that he did. Um, and then Mr. Shantz, my senior year of high school, um, who not only sent me memes, but uh, also was the same way with sociology. Like they taught things that they felt important to everyday life and made it so you could pass the test to show that the curriculum was being taught, but we weren't having our time and space wasted. Right. Well, uh, dirty Dan, you'll take the next email. Sure. <clears throat> we have poison apple writing in. Hello. It's been some time since I wrote in, I want to make a prediction about Halloween this year. I think it will be canceled. The basis of this prediction is the lack of mention of Halloween in Back to the Future Part 2, which I recently rewatched. Part 2 was set in October of 2015. Maybe their prediction was a few years off. What's your and Dirty Dan's thoughts on this prediction? I'll listen for your answer, and thanks for taking time to read my message. Poison Apple, no problem, like I said before. I don't care how long it is. I'll read it, unless you're goose today. What do you think, Rebecca? Halloween going to be canceled? I, I hate answering these questions because here's how I answer it. 
why are we still even acknowledging the fact that anything has power over us? If we want to celebrate Halloween, go fucking celebrate Halloween. They can't cancel shit. And the minute that you say, oh, Halloween's canceled, you just gave all of your power to whoever is making those decisions. That's my honest, honest Rebecca thoughts. Dirty day. <laughs> no, co- really, Goose? You're just going to... Uh, well, I mean, that was my email to read. So goose, tell me what you think. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, Rebecca, I do have a follow up with that. Uh, poison apple. Thank you very much for writing in. No, 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 no disrespect with my, with my answer. Uh, number one, uh, let's see, let me go back here just a minute. Uh, lack of mention of Halloween and back to the future part two. Was there any mention of Halloween in the Back to the Future movies? In the first one. What what was the what was the mention in the first one? Uh the 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 school function. No, that was the Neptune or Fish Under the Sea dance or whatever. <clears throat> I thought it was from Halloween. I haven't no. watched Back to the Future two or recently watched the first Back to the Future, so uh-huh. I am out. Help okay. Time. Well, okay. Here's let's let's take uh, poison apple's email as this. And okay, if you're talking about today's time, <clears throat> people encourage you to wear masks. What are people wearing on Halloween pretty much every year? Honestly, masks that do more than the fucking stupid things okay. that they want us to put on our face. So, now. so why would you cancel it? You know, and uh, it's just I'm 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 going to have to go back and watch the Back to the Future movies because it's because it's been quite a while since I've saw saw them, but I don't remember Halloween mentioned at all in Back to the Future Part Two, and I'm that was- that's what Poison Apple said. You know, well, I have no clue, man. <laughs> I have no clue. Uh, I don't think it will be canceled. Dirty Dan, what's your thoughts? I give shit less because we're gonna we're gonna dress our little daughter up in something cute and sit on the front porch with her anyway and watch her be adorable. We are not participating in the bullshit elite ritual occults. Okay, so what happened the past two years then? I didn't know things the past two years. Now we can I- we can still do something cute on the front porch. We, yes, we can make our own traditions. I am. That's not- all I care about. In the corporate fuckery any longer. I, I'm an adult. I have adult money. I'll go buy candy if I want it. <laughs> you you buy, and I will have that discussion later. There's, <laughs> no, there, there's no discussion. You buy candy all the time, don't you? Not really. Oh. Wendy, hello here to Chew Bubblegum. I know that this has been asked recently, but what were the plans for <clears> the <throat> show or the month of October? Roswell. Wendy, I'm glad you asked that. The plans are for you and all the other listeners to write in with what you want to hear for that show. That is a good idea. And also through the month of October where it's Halloween, uh, regardless on if it's canceled or not, um, we will, you know, and, and we've had some listeners that w- we will have different people, um, telling ghost stories. 
aren't we getting the spooky family? And we will have the spooky family in October as well. But we'll have different people throughout the month of October telling ghost stories that we will include in every podcast episode. Um, I also have somebody very special to me that will be coming in and telling some Kentucky uh, facts. Some of these may last 20 seconds some of these may last two minutes but Do we'll be doing that through the month of october well yeah yeah you are but uh this person's just a little bit younger than you and she's a little bit prettier than you so and i'm talking about my daughter she she has agreed to come in and reads like some kentucky ghost stories and facts and so forth uh, is she going to be here with the spooky family no she's actually going to come in uh this week and record a bunch of stuff Oh, cool. So, okay. Uh, Dirty Dan, take the, uh, that last one, and then I will <clears throat> intrigue you all with the last email that we got yesterday. Very excited about the <laughs> secret email that he has. I'm excited, too, just because I saw it was a giant page. <laughs> well, he's also got it printed in, like, 22 fonts. <laughs> Babes, geese can't read very well. Oh, ho, ho. just eat your candy bars, fat man. <laughs> All right, little boy. <clears throat> Play nicely in the sandbox, you two. <laughs> All right, Mr. Black writes in. Goose and Dirty Dan. Hello, greetings, and salutations, new listener, and my first time writing in. I found about found out about your show uh, from Seth's Daily Podcast. I watch his YouTube videos and came across the one that he recorded with you. First, let me say that I'm impressed. You two gel together and seem to be knowledgeable about show topics that you discussed. I really enjoyed the interview with Seth and look forward to more shows in the future. Well, Mr. Black, thank you for coming right over and also writing right away. Yes. Uh, we encourage that. And we, at least I think I'm speaking on mine and Goose's behalf, are very excited for more encounters with Seth, both on our show and his show in the future as well. Yes, we are. Some Seth. of which are planned. Yes, Seth was actually supposed to be in the studio today, but he had something come up, and he will be back uh, on our show for um, October 3rd. Uh, so now we move on to the big email. I'm not going to tell you who it is until the end because that's how it's written. Dear Goose, it's me again. Things have been going okay out here on the trail. We haven't lost any wheels this past month, so we've been able to run the horses till sunset on every day of harvest. I know who it is. We we will try to send you guys some goulash for Thanksgiving this year, Lord willing. I myself have enjoyed the last few shows of Here to Chew Bubblegum. The recent roundtable discussion was fantastic. Anytime that Justin Perkins from Talk Junkie and Rebecca Short from The Short Shit Show is on, it's always the push that we need out there to make it through the day. Now, Dirty Dan, don't think you don't have any fans here on the trail because my little niece slash second cousin has took to you mighty right. Uh, Marcia Sue Jane says that before she started listening to the show, she thought for sure that she liked girls. But after hearing your manly yet angelic voice, that you've turned her back to fancying <laughs> traditional tube steak. <laughs> Ma, what's that, Rebecca? Nothing. 
Ma has made us all swear on the good book that we do not dare show her your picture because none of us are sure she won't run off and try to find you in person. We still let her listen to the podcast because it puts a smile on her face. Well, I hate to, but I've got to run. I hear the dinner bell ringing and we're having fried gizzards and heavenly rice with Mama's special secret sauce. Until mm. next time, Roswell, Bolin Cox. That must be Bolin. Bolin Cox. <laughs> oh, I'm glad to hear that uh, <laughs> they moved on from the, the rock hard, sticky green apple Jolly Rancher soaring into his wet, sloppy, hairy ear hole. <laughs> 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 you know, like I said, I, uh, I uh, told you guys that it was favorable for both of you. Um, as soon as you started, I knew it was born. Yeah, yeah, because I said on the trail. So, yep. but, uh, yeah, Dirty Dan, you've made quite an impression on his niece slash second cousin. Well, I'm glad she's gone back to the tube steak. Happy to be of service. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to the uh, till we drop this on the YouTube page. This uh, the Zoom recording. The expressions on Rebecca's face right now are priceless. <clears throat> they are priceless. You know, I I kind of want to ask for them to send in family pictures, but I'm afraid it might look like the Whitakers or something. <laughs> <laughs> this is a true story. Okay, I'm I'm oh I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you this, and we'll. Close out the opening real quick and take a break going to segment one. Uh, about nine years ago, I was with a new employee at the cookie factory. We were at a red light because we were going to get some cookie factory gear and equipment to help bake the cookies. We pull up at this red light. There's this shitty old van, red van next to us with these, with these just like, you know, typical sex offender looking people. So I look over. At the van, I look at him. I said, well, there's a van full of um, molesters. He looks over at him. He said, no, those name, those people's last name's Johnson. I know them. <laughs> so I had van to. Van full of Johnsons. Yeah. I had to explain <clears throat> it to him what it meant. So. Uh, I want to thank everyone for writing in. You can always call, text, or leave a voicemail by calling 606-373-3396. Or how can they email us, Dirty Dan? Well, they can email us at goose at here to chew bubblegum.com. Dirty Dan at here to chew bubblegum.com. And Rebecca. Bubblegum.com. Rebecca at here to chew bubblegum.com. Or you can email Ned or Elliot at here to chew bubblegum at yahoo.com. And uh, we're going to step out and take a quick break, and we'll be back and uh, get the show started. Uh, you're listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum. Hello, everyone. This is Gary Sloan. The city of Cold Run Village, Mayor Andrew Scott, and city commissioners Big Joe Atkins, Trey Deskins, Beverly Joe Osborne, and Mike Steele encourage you to shop local. With over 200 businesses in the city of Cold Run Village, they offer games, restaurants, gas, auto parts, cars, and much more. You'll find this and so much more waiting for you in the city of Cold Run Village. Shop local and shop often. From the heart of Appalachia, located under a shopping mall near the city that moves mountains, you're listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum with Goose and Dirty Dan. Oh, hi. Um, welcome back to Here to Chew Bubblegum with um, Goose and Dirty Dan. I'm Rebecca. Terrible. I don't oh. like on the spot shit. 
That, oh, but you like creating it yourself and jumping in and disrupting things. But the moment you actually have to do it structured, you freak out. Exactly. That I don't know. Hi. That was a great intro. Hello. Welcome back to Here to Chew Bubblegum. Dirty Dan. Hello. You to... Oh, see, they just redeemed this. Do you want to play a game? Welcome back. Want to play a game, little girl? Here to Chew Bubblegum. <laughs> We're not going to do, okay? Because Corey does that shit. The guy who set up my Twitch for me, he has all the access. So he's able to tap into my Twitch and play all these creepy ass sounds. It's on fucking TikTok. Um, oh, he- that's funny. Knocks- knocks- I'll send you the video real quick because I saved it. Okay. That is hilarious. And he played this one where this like creepy voice like came through my, like I like, it- and then you can clip it on Twitch. Like you can make clips of stuff. So it's all over TikTok now. Get ready for Shocktober. All right, Goose, you got it. I would watch that real quick. And we'll just share your expression and giggles with the okay. world because it's okay. fantastic. So this is an actual actual video? Yes, that's oh, a clip, can, a 20-second clip. I can actually turn the sound up. We can all enjoy this right now. Oh, yes. So let's see. Oh, here it goes. <laughs> no, motherfucker. How do I find it? Like, don't start your shit. <laughs> I know it's you. That is hilarious. Oh man, that is awesome. I'm I'm definitely going to, have to check Twitch out some more. Uh, you know, uh, we do have a Twitch account on there. Uh, I've not got a lot of time to do anything with it, but I will. Uh, but it was cool, like when you're doing these recordings to like also have them on the side and you can get more like live interaction. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. I, I love the fact that he's able to tap in and put yeah, the, like, the voices fine. and sound effects and all that stuff. Yeah. That is that, you know, actually that would probably scare the shit out of me if I'm, you know, I legit like, you should have seen he did the same thing to um Oren Wicked Wolf who we had on the round table yes. he was knocking and he was like hold on guys and he's like pausing his music and he's like oh it must have been in the song and then he like heard it again and he was like no Corey is that you damn it and then he's like I thought I had motherfucking ghosts in my house I was like no we're not doing this today oh my god it was hilarious <laughs> it was- Dude, that, one, that one's on the way to you okay I'll have to check that one out as much because i am in the garage so like i can i know nobody's like knocking on my wall but the voice uh-uh that now that that was creepy and i mean hell that is a great practical joke to play on someone i would like to get i would like to hack my some of my mother's uh electronic devices i would have so much fun so um we're going to start out segment one. We're going to talk about a little sad topic. Uh, we're going to talk about Norm McDonald and his recent passing. Uh, he was known for his sharp and incisive observations that made him one of Saturday Night Live's most influ- influential and beloved cast members. He passed away earlier this week after a nine-year private battle with cancer. He was 61 years old. McDonald's death was announced to Dateline by his management from Brillstein Entertainment, the comedian's longtime producing partner, said that uh, she was with him when he passed, and McDonald had been battling cancer for over a decade, but was determined to keep his health struggles private away from his friends and family. 
He was an SNL cast member from 1993 to 1998, making his greatest impact as the anchor for the weekend uh, update. Uh, let's see. He is remembered for his style and for his refusal to go easy on O.J. Simpson, despite reported pressure from NBC executives. He was born October 17, 1959, in Quebec City. Uh, McDonald had his show business career in comedy clubs of Canada, developing his deadpan style that would become both his trademark and highly influential touchstone for a generation of comics. Uh, we have a clip if you guys want to listen to it. Absolutely. Okay. I was waiting for your response. This is one of the last videos that he put up right before he passed away. Um, here it is. Well, well, this is an old Andrew Lawton, the Canadian. I've heard many a joke about you, son. One concerned an old miner in South Carolina, and he'd been, he'd been in his mind for about six months. He, he finally broke and said, I need myself a woman. And he went down to the local bar, see? And he said, the bartender said, I'd like to have a woman. Where would I go to get a woman? Bartender says, there ain't no women in this town. If you want any of those needs met, you was going to have to settle for Andrew Lawton, the Canadian. <laughs> says the old miner, no, no, no. I'm not into that funny stuff. So he leaves. About six months later, he come back. He said, bartender, he said, I'm only a man, I'm weak, and now I'm broke. I'm broke, I've been down on my knees, and I'm broke. Now you say there's no women in this town, and I have to settle for Andrew Lawton, the Canadian, then I'll settle for Andrew Lawton, the Canadian. But, but, the old miner says, now nobody, I mean nobody, can know about this. Well, the bartender says, four people will know about it. Four people? Well, how, how's that? Well, he says, I'll know about it, that's one. Well, you'll know about it, that's two. Andrew Lawton, the Canadian, will know about it, that's three. And the feller that has to hold down, Andrew Lawton, the Canadian, will know about it. That's right, because Andrew Lawton, the Canadian, he ain't into that funny stuff neither. <laughs> and uh, that was one of uh, Norm's last videos that he posted on social media. Uh, did you guys ever watch or get into My Name is Earl, the TV show? Yes, when it was on the I air? love My Name is Earl. I, I started Rebecca on it, but she quickly dismissed it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and uh, in, in later seasons, Norm had a uh, uh, part on there, a uh, recurring character. Um, I can't remember the name, but I mean, he was hilarious. He was like Burt Reynolds' son. And uh, <laughs> it was, uh, you know, sorry to hear about Norm McDonald's passing. Yeah. Uh, we're going to move on, and we're not going to go too much into depth about these next two topics. But uh, last Saturday was the 20th anniversary of 9 11. Um, and the FBI did declassify some highly redacted 9-11 documents. 
uh, last Saturday that detailed attacks on the United States and allegations of the Saudi government support for the hijackers following an executive order by President Joe Biden. Relatives of the victims have been pushing for years for more information about what the FBI discovered uh, in its probe and have contended that the documents would show Saudi Arabian authorities supported the plot. The families of roughly 2,500 of those killed in the attacks and more than 2,000, I'm sorry, 20,000 people who have suffered injuries, businesses, and various insurers have sued Saudi Arabia seeking billions of dollars. Uh, it was a sad day on 9-11. I always remember where I was at uh, on that day. Uh, when you first heard about 9-11, uh, Rebecca, we'll start with you. Where were you at and what were you doing? I was in sixth grade chorus when we got the announcement over the loudspeaker and they sent everybody home. Like we got out of school early, the whole bit. I remember coming home and my dad was on his way home from work. I was always working. Um, and my mom like met me in the driveway and was just like crying. And then I remember seeing it on TV and never really understanding like what the motive would be behind it. Like I, from the beginning, like I just didn't understand it. I don't know. And, but that's going to, we're not going to go too in depth, but that, yeah, I was in sixth grade chorus. Well, just you saying you're in sixth grade chorus. Damn. I feel old. Uh, <laughs> you're going to say that. I was like, I, he's going to fucking ask me. And I was like, he's going to say something about that. Uh, Dirty Dan, what about you? Where were you at when you heard about 9-11? And uh, I was sitting at the bar on Disney's private island because uh, my mom was a travel agent and I was getting them uh, some, I think they were breakfast daiquiris and I saw it on the TV and I come back and told them and my mom being from New York, she was like, no, 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 that can't happen. That's not true. You're making it up. And then 20 minutes later, when her and I were on a sea bike or a sea trike, I guess it was, uh, we all get pulled back in and told we have to immediately report back to the ship. And then we hear it over the loudspeakers on the ship. And we got in there and they turned the TVs on in the cabins. And that's all it was. And the Pentagon and the Twin Towers and the Flight 93 and PA. And then we were stuck in Florida for the next 15 days. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, you were in Florida. So, you know. Florida is a good state. Well, the uh, Orlando airport had a bomb threat then that was, or two bomb threats over three days that had it closed. And then two hurricanes came in. So we literally well, couldn't leave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's not good. I was uh, in my hometown uh, at a red light in Hyman, Kentucky. Uh, I had a cookie factory employee in the back of my car that we had to let go. And I was taking him to meet his family to give him a ride somewhere and he was going ape shit in the back of my car when that came across the radio and while we were actually at the red light the second plane hit and uh i just remember you know feeling like you know oh wow we're we're definitely under attack and uh that's definitely a day i'll never forget and the uh people that uh uh Todd Beamer, I think was his guy's name, that, that took the plane down, that overcome the hijackers in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Those guys are heroes, you know, and all the first responders are heroes. 
and people that stepped my, uh, up that day. My next, my next door neighbor, uh, my parents' next door neighbor, the FBI agent, he was up there for, he left that day and came back the morning of Halloween to take the kids trick or treating. And when they went to bed, he went back up there that night until Thanksgiving. I had an offer to go up uh, and help, and uh, but I didn't because you know at that time I had you know two young children, and uh, so I didn't go. And if I could go back in time, I think that's one thing I would have changed, and I would have I would have went, uh, you know, to hand out sandwiches and stuff. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, uh, twenty years. That is that is what made me want to become a firefighter. Well, uh, and that is noble. That is a noble uh, profession, you know, very noble. You know why uh, people end up being firefighters, though, right? Because even cops need heroes. No, because they can't pass the <laughs> test to be cops. <laughs> oh, buddy, I would like to see you wear all the gear pack as a cop that we firefighters had to wear. It just, I would love to see a cop, especially. Like if you played a cop for a day and you just dressed up and said, come on, dirty Dan, show me your ways. Oh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> I will stick to the cookie factory. I like wearing my apron. I mean, yeah, but you only wear the apron. I'm not complaining, but I, well, I'm hey, starting to get reports you know, from HR. Well, yeah, people, people in HR, they're, they're not, they're not too happy with it. Um, do you think we'll never, ever know the truth about nine 11? Are we already? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't want to get into conspiracy theories and all that. Uh, there was, what? Well, yeah, what yeah. She, she said, like, "Conspiracy theories." I was like, "Isn't that what your whole show is about?" Well, yes, 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 it is. But this is a very sensitive subject, and I don't want to disrespect any of our heroes' memories. You know, any for of the three thousand people that, that unfairly lost their lives yes. that day. Now. I do think there was some stuff going on behind the scenes because, you know, what, like the day before the money issue. Yeah. And, but I'm not going to get into all that, you know, on the show, if you want to talk about that in private, I will definitely talk about it in private, but I'm not going to talk about, you know, uh, the conspiracy theories just, uh, for respect to the first responders and, and their families and the ones that are, that are still alive and surviving, you know, and uh, so forth. But, you know, my heart and stuff goes out to him. What do you think about that, Rebecca? Did that shock you? Because I didn't want to. To. Um, no, but what I what my view is on it, like in, you know, because the, there were a lot of people that lost their lives for no fucking good reason. Yes. Um, and it was incredibly unfair. But I feel like in exposing the truth and finding the true meaning uh, it, it is in in my way the way that i view it that is showing them respect is understanding the true reason behind everything and honoring the fact that they were beyond heroes yes yes they were and i totally agree with you and you know maybe in time my view on that will change you know but when i read that that article that i read about you know the family suing and uh, survivors suing, business owners suing the Saudi government. I hope they win, uh, you know, because that was just that. That is a day that I'll never forget. Uh, but there's a lot of times, you know, that you know after it happened, 
the way that I felt on September 12th. And we just had like a unity across the whole United States. And to think about that versus where we are now, sometimes I think, what the hell happened? You know, because we're total opposite of the way that we were September 12th. Well, not that it's a get real segment, but look at the government. Yeah. Or lack of government. Let's put it that way. Exactly. Exactly. Propaganda. Say that one more time. It's the propaganda. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, She's going to be on that word for a minute because of the music video that just came out. Yeah. We had, it's a really good one. Um, I suggest watching it. It's Dax and Tom McDonald. I mean, come on. It's amazing. But um, we had a, a comment come in through Twitch, which I think is really good. It's, will the truth we already know be confirmed is the question. No. No. It won't be. I don't it think won't it be will confirmed. Either. It won't be confirmed by the people who should be the ones confirming it the most. And I totally agree with you. Um, We're going to take a break and have an all-new Ned said. And when we come back in segment two, Dirty Dan's going to talk about his man crush, Elon Musk. Mm. Mm. He's also going to – we're going to talk about Mars. He's going to talk about a mystery flying machine. Mars, the planet, not the candy bar. Yes. Well, I mean, did you have a chance to check out the website? And, and, And we'll get into this more in segment two. I did, and I was waiting for segment two to start picking your brain on a couple things okay. because I have questions. Well, and I will try to answer some of those for you. And we're also going to give an update on the Ingersoll Lockwood website. I've been a good boy, and I have ignored all the stuff because I wanted to have a fresh, natural reaction with you and for you and for the listeners. Okay, okay. It's Um, been driving me up a fucking wall. (laughs) Okay. uh, Take us out to break, Dirty Dan. You are listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum with special in-house guest, Rebecca Vonis. Rebecca Thoughts. Stay tuned. Take a lighter look into the darker side of the world. Join Elliot, Gertie, and Beagle as they jump into the dark abyss of hauntings, serial killers, conspiracy plots, and beyond. The Spooky Family Podcast premieres July 1st, wherever you find and listen to quality podcasts. It's now time for Ned Said on Here to Chew Bubblegum. People used to say prunes instead of cheese when having their picture taken. (laughs) Goose and Dirty Dan. Give the guys a break. They're not that bright. (laughs) And welcome back to Here to Chew Bubblegum. We hope you enjoyed the all-new Ned Said. We're in segment two now, and Dirty Dan is going to start us out with his man crush. Elon fucking Musk. Uh. You go, ugh, but I'm sure some other fucker will tell you about it, and then you'll be excited about it, just like everything I say. Rebecca, I bet you get tired of hearing about Elon Musk, don't you? I have to listen about Alan Watts all the damn time, and Arn knows that uh, she married Alan Watts, too. So Now, you know, there is... Alan! 
with uh, that going off topic, and I don't want to bust your bubble, Dirty Dan, but there is uh, some things that have been going around about Elon Musk uh, talking about uh, he may not be what he projects himself to be. Yeah, I know. Haters going to hate. Okay. Do you know that he did not start Tesla? Do you know that? Yes. Okay. He was just a financial backer. Um, partly. Do you know where his wealth came from? Uh, I'd be lying if I said yes. I know off the top of my head, but I did read it. His his uh, Rebecca. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, his family owned a diamond mine. In, yes, that's in right in Africa. South Africa. So he, I, I mean, yes, he he may have accomplished some stuff on himself, but he was. He he didn't have to worry about money when he started out. Let's just put it that way. On the uh, the elite push through program. Yes, he's not an elitist. Now that I have deflated your balloon, Dirty Dan, go ahead and tell us about Elon Musk. My balloon is even more inflated because, like I said, haters gonna hate. And you know, didn't have to worry about money, but he could have done a lot worse things or done nothing at all with it instead of what he's doing now. That's all I'm gonna say. So. The quartet of newly minted citizen astronauts compromising the or comprising the SpaceX Inspiration 4 mission safely splashed down in the Atlantic off Florida's coast on Saturday, completing a three-day flight of the first all-civilian crew ever sent into orbit. The successful launch and return of the mission, the latest in a recent string of rocket-powered expeditions bankrolled by their billionaire passengers, marked another milestone in the fledging industry of commercial astrotourism, 60 years after the dawn of human spaceflight, allegedly. Welcome to the second space of age, Todd Leaf Erickson, mission director for the Inspiration4 venture, told reporters on a conference call after the crew returned. SpaceX, the private rocketry company founded by Tesla Inc. electric automaker CEO Elon Musk, supplied the spacecraft, launched it, controlled its flight, and handled the splashdown recovery operation. The three-day mission ended as the SpaceX Crew Dragon capsule, dubbed Resilience, parachuted into calm seas around 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, shortly before sunset, following an automated re-entry descent, as shown during a live SpaceX webcast on its YouTube channel. Within an hour, the four smiling crew members were seen emerging one, from, one by one from the capsule's side hatch after the vehicle, visibly scorched on its exterior, was hoisted from the ocean to the deck of a SpaceX recovery vessel. Each of the four stood on the deck for a few moments in front of the capsule to wave and give thumbs up before being escorted to a medical station on board for checkups at sea. Afterward, they were flown by helicopter back to Cape Canaveral for reunions with their loved ones. Searing re-entry. The return from orbit followed a plunge through Earth's atmosphere, generating frictional heat that sent temperatures surrounding the outside of the capsule soaring to 3,500 degrees Fahrenheit. The astronauts' flight suits, fitted to special ventilation systems, were designed to keep them cool if the cabin heated up. Applause was heard from the SpaceX Flight Control Center in suburban Los Angeles as the first parachutes were seen deploying, slowing the capsule's descent to about 15 miles per hour before splashdown, with another round of cheers as the craft hit the water. The astronauts were cheered again as they stepped onto the deck of the recovery ship. First out was Haley, going to butcher her name, a 29, a physician assistant at St. Jude Children's Research Center in Tennessee, a childhood bone cancer survivor herself who became the youngest person ever to reach orbit on the Inspiration4 mission. She was followed in rapid succession by geoscientist and former NASA astronaut candidate Sean Proctor, 51, who is an aerospace data engineer and Air Force veteran. Chris Sombrowski, 42, and finally the crew's billionaire benefactor and quote-unquote mission commander, Jared Isaacman, 38, 
That was a heck of a ride for us, Isaacman, chief executive of the e-commerce firm Shift4 Payments, Inc., radioed from inside the capsule moments after splashdown. We're just getting started. He had paid an undisclosed sum put by Time Magazine at roughly $200 million to fellow billionaire Musk for all four seats aboard the Crew Dragon. The Inspiration4 team blasted off on Wednesday from Kennedy Space Center in Cape Canaveral atop one of SpaceX's two-stage reusable Falcon 9 rockets. Within three hours, the crew capsule had reached a cruising orbital altitude of 585 kilometers, or just over 363 miles, higher than the International Space Station or the Hubble Telescope, and the farthest any human has ever flown from Earth since NASA's Apollo Moon program ended in 1972. It also marked the debut flight of Musk's new space tourism business and a leap ahead of competitors likewise offering rise on rocket ships to well-heeled customers willing to pay a small fortune to experience the exhilaration of spaceflight and earn amateur astronaut wings. Musk's company already ranks as the best established player in the burgeoning constellation of commercial rocket ventures, having launched numerous cargo payloads and astronauts to the space station for NASA. Two rival operators, if they want to call them that, Virgin Galactic Holdings Inc. and Blue Origin, inaugurated their own space tourism events in recent months, with their respective founding executives, billionaire Richard Branson and Amazon founder Jeff Bezos, each going along for a ride. <clears throat> Those suborbital flights, lasting a matter of minutes, were short hops compared to Inspiration 4's three days in orbit. Isaacman conceived the Inspiration 4 primarily to raise awareness and donations for St. Jude, one of his favorite causes, where the woman whose name I'll butcher now works. Erickson said the flight had so far raised $160 million for the Cancer Institute, including $100 million donated by Isaacman at the outset. The Inspiration4 crew had no part, in, or no part to play in flying the spacecraft, which was controlled by ground-based flight teams and onboard guidance systems, although Isaacman and Proctor are both licensed pilots. But Erickson insisted the crew had the same training and the same control and authority that NASA astronauts have to intervene in the Crew Dragon's operation in the event of an emergency. SpaceX's human spaceflight chief, Benji Reed, marveled at how little went wrong during the flight, citing just two problems he described as minor and easily resolved, a malfunctioning fan in the crew's toilet system and a faulty temperature sensor on one of the spacecraft's engines. The level of space adaption syndrome experienced by the crew, vertigo and motion sickness while acclimating to microgravity environment, was pretty much on target with NASA astronauts do, Erickson said. All four had appeared relaxed and energetic, a number of live video appearances they made for Earthbound audiences during their flight, from performing zero-G somersaults in the cabin to strumming a ukulele. So it seemed like it was a pretty good time for them. Wow. Uh, strumming <laughs> a ukulele. Yeah. What were they singing as they were strumming it in space? I don't know. I haven't watched that video. Okay. I'm sure I can find it real quick if you want. Whatever you want to do, brother. I just, uh, I was just... You're just what, Goose? What? No, no, I'm, 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 I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. Say it. Uh, well, the term "nerds" come to mind when you said strumming a ukulele. So, and yet here we are doing a podcast about conspiracy theories. Yeah, but we're not nerds, man. Oh wait, we're not allowed to talk about conspiracy theories on the conspiracy theory podcast today. No, 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 no. We we can talk about uh, uh, conspiracy theories. I just you know the nine eleven sensitive. So it's called the shit show for a reason. Not because we're starting shit. Don't start shit. You just did. No, no, she did. Yeah, not. no, she did not. 
She tried. So but she failed. You should and being sarcastic and having and poking fun. She's she's ear candy and eye candy. She's adding humor. So yeah, come on. Ear candy and eye candy do not equate to humor. Yes, they equate. Never mind. I'm just gonna. I have a terrible dad joke. No, 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 no. Uh, let's let's back up just a little bit. Say it. Say it. What you keep cutting out, Rebecca? I said, put your new balances on and fucking say it. All right, Goose. Why the semen cross the road? I have why because he wanted to get on the navy ship. I have no idea because you put the wrong socks on in the morning. Okay, okay, that, that's probably the corniest joke I've ever heard. No, no. Yes. Well, no. Why? Why couldn't the skeleton cross the road? I want to apologize to everybody. One of us because he had no guts. Two of us is not a nerd uh, that's on the show right now, and it's not me, and it's not Rebecca. So, yes, Rebecca, go ahead. Haters going to hate. Welcome back to Here to Chew Bubblegum. <laughs> he already said that like 10 minutes ago. Well, I'm just, you know, restarting because apparently we don't know where we're at right now. Uh, I know you, exactly where I'm at. Did you have anything else to add to that story, Dirty Dan? No. I No. <laughs> Not to the story. I mean, I, looking at everything in whole, I mean, it is fascinating how they privatized uh, space travel, rocket launch. But at the same time, it's a little bit scary, you know, because, well, because yet again, someone had to step up when our government failed. Go ahead, Rebecca. It's Rebecca Candy. I like that. Rebecca what Twitcher Candy. commented that? Rebecca Candy. Have, uh, have, have uh, you been working out, Rebecca? Because I noticed when you raise your arm up, you've, you've got the yeah. definition. It's called the tiny psycho workout, and I'm gotcha. constantly lifting 45 pounds. Gotcha. She's not 45 pounds. She fucking feels 45 pounds. Okay, you pick her up with a shitty diaper. I have. She's like 37. <laughs> oh, okay. It's the reps, though. It's the reps. The reps. The repetition. Okay, gotcha. Uh, but what I was saying about it being scary is, you know, when... And and I'm sure we'll talk about this on another show. But when you get, like, let's take the Roswell crash for incidents, you know, and we'll discuss that in a minute, just a minute. But, you know, that material, in order to uh, reverse engineer it, you know it went to private companies, which, you know, once the United States gives it away to private companies, they basically say, here, you take this. We want the information, and then you can, after you figure it out, you can profit off of it if you want to, you know. Uh, so not necessarily saying that, that private space travel is scary to that effect, but, you know, it is just a little bit. So, Just a wee bit. Uh, moving on, we're going to talk about Mars. Now, I sent you the link to the website, and I think – was it when we were on Justin's show, Talk Junkie, that, that this came about with the, where I mentioned trees yes. on Mars? Uh, yes. Did you have a chance to look at that page and look at some of those pictures that I sent you? I am, and I, I still have it pulled up in front of me, actually. Okay. <laughs> and you said you had a question about it, correct? Uh, what, what fucking link? I never got no link. It is, because you don't uh, care about it, Rebecca. It is. Uh, that's not true. It is MarsAnomalyResearch.com. Yes. So, 
right. will not open right now. Like it is frozen on my mailbox. What is your your outlook? You're here to chew bubblegum? Yeah. Really? Uh well I'll have to check into that to see. Hold on, let me see if it'll okay. I got it. I got it. What I find interesting is the website where all the research can be found at is no longer available. Yeah, I was on it yesterday. It was still there. Let me uh are you spelling it right? Mars anomaly. You no, know, buddy. I clicked the re- I clicked the link uh-huh. um, in the in the first paragraph, and that's the metaresearch.org. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that that one is gone. Yeah, that's that's what I find interesting. Now that sends a big red flag up to me that that was maybe took down for a reason, because mm-hmm. some of these pictures. Yes, Rebecca, go ahead. The website again. There's literally no link in this email. What email? I will send it to you right now. Um, He texted it to me. What did you think about some of the pictures, though, Dirty Dan, of the trees and so forth? Oh, she muted us because she's saying something she doesn't want us to hear about how how, how pretty she is. Um, So the the tree images... I, it looks like it's a damn park. Um, it looks like grass. It looks uh-huh. like dirt or sand, and it looks like tree cover. Now, and, and it's only got um, 182% zoom on it. So it's not like it's taken from that far away, which has me asking more questions of where exactly did they get this picture from? Because, um, you know, the website that is supposed to show that research is gone. Well, uh, from what I found on DuckDuckGo, it doesn't say specifically, but I'm going to paraphrase. Those pictures were taken by a private company. In uh, 2001. Yes. And, uh, you know, for those of you that want to check out this website into pictures, again, it's MarsAnomalyResearch.com. You know, Mars spelled M-A-R-S, A-N-O-M-A-L-Y, research. .com. And uh, it has, I mean, different pictures. I mean, it has like uh, shrubbery plants. It has, like he said, I mean, there's one particular picture that looks like Central Park from New York with all the trees and everything. But at the same time, you can still see, you know, in some of the pictures, all this stuff. And then on the outskirts, you can see the the red planet. You know what I mean? I mean, with nothing there, barren. Yes, Rebecca, go ahead. Um, I would just like to point out that on the map, there is a whole Mars section, and it says life on Mars, and there have been humans on Mars since the 1930s, and there's pyramids on Mars that line up with the golden ratio. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's definitely pyramids on Mars. There's Well, the, the one tree is over a half mile across. Yeah, you know. Um, that makes our redwoods look like a little bitch. Well... Mars has been explored by several uncrewed spacecraft. The Mariner 4 was the first spacecraft to visit Mars uh, and was launched by NASA on November 28, 1964. Now, we hadn't even went to the moon yet. Why would we launch a spacecraft to Mars Allegedly. before we go to the moon? We've been to the moon way before they told us that we've been to the moon. Right. But I'm, I'm, you know, 
talking about facts available to the public. You know, I'm trying to make people think. And I totally agree with you. I, I think we were at the moon long before we were at the moon. Can I ask a, can I ask a simple question, though? Yes, please. If we're able to find this information and these facts, uh-huh. like, how are they not? How are they not facts? Though, like I understand, like there's like the fact checkers that right. are paid, but like it's it's all what you like, what you want to believe. Like you can have whatever reality you want, but like these are facts. Yeah. Well, this particular website. I don't think it gets a lot of traffic. And if you Google it, if you duck, duck, go it, it won't it won't bring you there. It's like, you know, I mean, you can even take individual words, Mar- Mars anomaly research or Mars research. This, in in my research, has never been one of the returns when you search for these. You know, and it's cool sometimes to duck, duck, to goose stuff. And then to Google stuff because you get two totally different things. And this this website, I mean, there's many, many pictures, stories, and so forth. And like Dirty Dan said, some of the links are dead now and they're not there. And that makes me, number one, think, well, if somebody took those all, down. All of the links. Are, yeah, pretty much dead. You know, but why, why would they leave the pictures up? Because they have to leave just enough truth. I, I like mean, that, that tells me that there's like got to be there's got to be water on or nearby under or nearby well, them because it, in this strip if you look at the full strip picture the very bottom of it is all like dead vegetation and yeah. as it goes up further it gets denser and healthier to the point where it looks like it'd be like impenetrable and then it goes to the clearing well, there, there's one part on the website that start, says uh, the real Mars, and it's got the date July 6, 2012. And it says, as you can see in the first block, and this is describing pictures, uh, as you can see in the first block, the real Mars is a planet with quite a bit of surface water in a liquid state. And some of the water sites are surrounded by what clearly appears to be a massive, super dense, old growth, conventional looking forest. And that's how it describes one picture. Uh, it goes on to say the second block uh, backs this up with samples of a large variety of forest life, most of which may appear in a bit strange to us simply because it is unique to this world and different. Now, remember, this is on a planet that is supposed to have uh, even one as that is not supposed to have even one example of what I just described. Basically, right. okay, we've been shown pictures by nasa by the government and they say there's no oxygen there you know i'm i'm you know and i want to do to do this segment just to make people think and make people aware that there could be trees on mars there could be oxygen there you know just because they're taking pictures uh yes rebecca go ahead and i think another thing to help people think right like it's complete it's a totally different earth Okay, so the oxygen level is different. It's a different type of oxygen. These plants, these these living organisms have a, have been able to adapt and thrive in that area. Whereas if you were to suddenly take something from this planet and put it on that, it may not survive because it's so different. But I mean, there there's there's definitely life 
Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, and, you know, I, I just want people to stop and think. Just because you, if you, I mean, all the pictures of all the planets that, uh, that we've supposedly taken, just because they say that's what it looks like does not mean that's what it looks like. Does not mean that whatsoever. I think it's funny that those pictures are from 2012. Yeah. Well, and, and, and that it, I, I thought the same thing on that as well. And you've also got to think just a minute that, and I've mentioned this before, the pictures here recently of the, I can't even think of the name of the rover that's up there right now, but it sent back pictures. Some people have claimed that those are pixelated and they have unpixelated them, and you can see ancient ruins of statues and this and that. Uh, but this website goes on to say, in the uh, July 6, 2012 part, it goes on to say that something is most definitely wrong, people, really long, really wrong. The truth is that for all the massive tax money spent on space exploration by the public over the years and decades, the public gets very little in return uh, for it in the way of truce, I suspect, are ultra-important to us all. The real truths go to someone else, coverting them and making uh, decisions affecting our countries, our world, and our people. Um, so, you know, and I totally agree with that. And there's a book that you can check out called The Hidden Truth, Water, and Life on Mars. And it's supposed to have more uh, on Mars and Mars forest and trees and so forth. What's your guys' thoughts on Mars and the trees and the pictures and all that stuff? I just wish that the truth was easier to find sometimes. Not for everything, but for some things, and that's one of them. Well, I mean, you know, I don't think – I think Mars is a red planet, and I think some of those pictures that we've seen, it is desolate. But look at our planet. We've got areas that are desert that are desolate. And then I mean, we've we got have areas books and done that thing about red clay roads. Yeah, you know, and, and, you know, so. So the places that are red and desolate um, and that have had like, you know, vegetation wiped and having to start over and some things are different because of radiation, right? Uh-huh. So just to, you know, a thought provoker, right? If you read through, you know, some old text and some different books, You'll come across, it's also on the map, you'll come across the war between Maldek and Mars, which ties into the moon, which ties into super earth getting exploded in the asteroid belt being created because Maldek. But if Mars was hit with nuclear radiation, because that's what they were fucking around with, then wouldn't it turn it red? Yeah, yeah, it would. It, it definitely would. And, you know... I, I just think it's fascinating. Again, anybody that wants to check this out, go to MarsAnomalyResearch.com. And uh, like I said, this is, uh, from what I read in Dirty Dan, if I'm wrong, please correct me. The last time this site was updated was actually like in 2013. So like I said, it's it's been there a while. It doesn't get a lot of yeah. traffic to it. But, you know. My, one of my flackers on Twitch uh Hold the date of the picture, and it's six six two thousand twelve. Yeah, yeah, July six two thousand twelve. I mean, June uh, six. 
I mean, but those are real legit pictures, supposedly from a private company that had the technology and took those of Mars. Uh, Dirty Dan, are are you on the website right now? Are you looking at pictures? Or are you? I am. I'm looking at the report number two thirty eight from September thirtieth of twenty fourteen. What? Um, titled alien bone because there's definitely a bone on there uh, several I, bones I, I glanced over that one i i didn't go in depth on that one uh, you know but uh because i i've just been aware of this site for maybe about a month now but uh like i said it is a fascinating website well uh, there's definitely like a little uh almost amphitheater shaped area with rock around it uh and a clearing that there is a cross up on the hillside. Yeah, I have I have saw that one. I have I have saw that one. Uh, you know, That's very interesting. Lack lack of government and believe what they're telling you. You know. Yeah. But uh, you want to move on and tell us about the mystery flying wing like aircraft <clears throat> over the Philippines? Yeah. So. Uh, let me get to the top of the story here. On September 4th, this was published uh, by Tyler Rugaway. The Philippines sits between South China Sea and the Philippine Sea, two contentious and highly surveilled bodies of water that regularly see large amounts of military activity, especially Chinese and American. All types of military aircraft constantly frequent the skies above both seas, from bombers to drones. But on September 2nd, at around 6.15 a.m. local time, landscape photographer Michael Fugnett captured something very unique wait wait, wait wait what was his last name fugnit f-u-g-n-i-t and i thought i had a weird last name okay he captured something very unique in his lens what appears to be a stealthy flying wing aircraft with a diamond-shaped fuselage and slender wings a centralized exhaust potentially featuring twin engines and a ventral fuselage bulge fugnit <laughs> tells the war zone <laughs> that he was up early in santa mal magdalena to catch uh the perfect sunrise when he noticed an aircraft overhead moving along at a good clip the single image he took showed something that is unlike any normal commercial or military aircraft that usually crisscrosses the skies over the region on a daily basis <clears throat> we must state that we cannot authenticate the image at this time although we gave it a uh, cursory examination in photoshop and nothing major stood out we do not have any reason to believe that the photographer fabricated it either in any way, although it is only prudent to underscore that the factual status of the uh, photograph could change. We will continue to examine the image using various tools and are reaching out to other photo experts to give us their opinions. Nothing different has been found so far. At first glance, the aircraft depicted looks very much like the one seen in the supposed sighting of the so-called RQ-180 Sentinel High Altitude Long Endurance Very Low Observable Drone from last November. The RQ-180, which you can read in our in-depth take on the past special feature, is thought to be very limited operation at this time, as it continues with its clandestine development. Flying the aircraft in this area of the world would make sense because it is precisely the type of environment it was designed to operate in, but it could also just be transitioning to another location, including back to the U.S. Though it doesn't look like it, and it doesn't look like the B-2. Um, let me show you this picture real quick. Wow, that's something new. That's a uh, yeah, and it's yeah. all white. Hmm. I wonder if I would be all white. 
none of our aircraft are like that. Um, also, the timing at sunrise crossing that last major inhabited area before heading out to the desolate Pacific would make sense. The aircraft is thought to fly out of Area 51 in Nevada and Edwards Air Force Base in California on extremely long duration missions, but the isolated island of Diego Garcia in the Indian Ocean would be another operating location. Uh, special facilities there can support the B-2 Spirit stealth bomber and could likely be used to support the RQ-180 as well. The locale is also known for its support for clandestine aircraft activities. Anderson Air Force Base on Guam is another potential operating location, but that is likely too high profile for this stage of the aircraft's development. What's curious is that all the published photos about the RQ-180 are only renderings. There's no, or illustrations. There's no actual picture of it. Wow. Um, While the aircraft appears to be a good match for what we think the U.S. stealth hail or high-altitude long-endurance drone known as RQ-180 looks like, and the timing and location do make some sense, it's not the only possibility. China has a large number of stealthy flying-wing aircraft programs ongoing on all different sizes. Beyond its H-20 stealth bomber program, many stealth drone programs are publicly underway, including a concept that is broadly similar to the RQ-180 known as the CH-7 Rainbow. China's star shadow, which has been in development for years, may also have some similarities to the shape we see in the image. Once again, that is one of a number of potential Chinese stealth drones, some of which we know have been in flight testing for years. And there are others that surely remain cloaked in secrecy that could potentially account for the sighting. Because we don't know the approximate altitude of the aircraft that was flying at, it is impossible that this may or it is possible that this may not have been a strategic platform at all. It could be something a bit smaller or larger um, that can fly over long periods of time at medium altitudes. Instead, regardless, the appearance of Chinese stealthy drones will become commonplace in the region in the years to come. But this could have been a clandestine operation of one of those systems that is made at least into an operating testing state. Um, and the article just goes on to compare the B2s to moving to the RQ-170 or the 180. Um, it's just very strange, though, because normally, you know, the Navy's quiet if it's theirs. Or the governments are all quiet about, you know, if it's, it's the one who's not chiming in is usually who it belongs to. And I mean, the Navy tweeted that they are curious about this and are moving to the area to try and capture an image of it themselves. Um, so you don't think it's US, ours? That's the US, UK, India, Japan, and Australia have all said this. Um, China is moving warships there as well to try and figure out what it is and if it would be a very high interest to the US. So that's just telling me that that side doesn't know what the hell it is and thinks it's this side, but this side doesn't know what it is either and thinks it's that side. So uh, we either have a very rogue genius out there who created this thing that nobody knows a damn thing about, or it is otherworldly. I go for otherworldly. I agree. What do you think, Rebecca? She probably wasn't listening. She was shaking her head, yes. Dare you, Dirty Dan, assume that I am not listening? Yeah, Dirty Dan, why are you picking on her today? Because it brought her attention right back to us. I, my attention was on you the whole fucking time. 
No, you were looking over and you were muted. So that's what I used to get your attention back because we asked you what you think on it. And I touched my nose. Yeah, but we asked you. Yeah, but I was waiting until you guys finished to speak. I was trying to be fucking polite. I'm saying we just asked you and I had to bring you back with that. <laughs> Twitch isn't going to save you. Twitch is not going to save you. Come on. Tell us what you think. I thought the Twitch was cute. <clears throat> I agree with Goose that it's otherworldly. It's <laughs> and we're our, there. Everybody is trying to meet it with aggression. It's, it's just a distraction. We need to focus on getting the lid off of the jar and not worrying about the ants. We need to work together to get the lid off the jar. Okay, I'll explain that. So if you have red ants and black ants in a jar, they can, they can coexist. They're absolutely fine, right? But somebody comes along and shakes the jar, the ants are going to attack each other thinking that the black ants started it or the red ants started it, right? And so what needs to happen, everybody keeps saying, right? Because this, this is going around everywhere. Everybody's saying we need to we need to team up and go against the person shaking the jar. No, 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 no. We need to team up and work on getting the lid off so that we can get out of the jar. Well, wouldn't that be teaming up against the person shaking the jar? No, just ignore them. They don't give them energy. Get the lid off so you can get out of the jar. If you ever had an ant farm, if they dug the dug the trails and stuff, did you ever shake it up? They hated that. I mean, they really hated that. I never. Somebody just picked up your fucking house and shook everything. I wouldn't like it. I I was young. Okay, it was like two years ago. Now you know what Californians deal with in all their damn earthquakes. (laughs) (laughs) What? What what I find interesting though about this photo, Dirty Dan. I said, now you know how Californians feel with all those damn earthquakes. The uh, the picture, so this thing either has the engines on the top of it coming out the center, or it's flying upside down in this picture, and the engines are on the bottom. But either way, the exhaust is in the center because the contrails, not chemtrails, the contrails it's leaving are coming from the center of it. Do we not have any aircraft that make uh, contrails from the center? We have no mid-engine aircraft this this would be considered like a mid-engine um all the exhaust always points out the rear or um the harriers which don't look like this at all they had jet uh fans basically that would turn down that were slightly behind the rear but they were still rear and rear mounted and rear facing when they would go for um horizontal flying yes rebecca what's the name of them a harrier harrier H-A-R-R-I-E-R. Google it. Harrier. Harrier. Okay. It was the first vertical takeoff jet that was in mass production in the... Vertical. It could land like... Or it could take off and land like this or like a normal plane because it had two jets that would turn down. Like the Jetsons. No. This one wouldn't... This one didn't catch on, though, did it, Dan? What, the Harrier? Yeah. No, the Harrier was in, it's still, I don't know if it's still in use, but it was a Royal Navy aircraft. Okay. Um, I know they were in use for a very, very long time. I believe the U.S. had some as well. Okay. 
Um, they just, because of the size and mass and the space taken up by the equipment to turn those fan blades down, it suffered a lack of speed and maneuverability. It was more like it was relatable to a, it was a modern day F4 Phantom, which they were great planes for Vietnam, had a heavy payload, were tough as nails, but the maneuverability just wasn't there. Got you, got you. Uh, moving on to the Ingersoll Lockwood website update. Yes. All right. Did you uh, did you opt in to get emails and so forth? Oh yes, okay. that I did. I did too, and uh, I got a reply back, and I'll read the email to you. It said, "Thank you for submitting to the Ingersoll Lockwood Incorporated opt-in mailing list. Soon you'll be receiving." insider news and updates thank you so much very respectful Stephen g samuels chairman and ceo uh, they did update the website uh, i think yesterday uh, or maybe friday i can't remember exactly but uh, there's a new countdown clock uh, it was like uh, 16 days yesterday and uh, there's some new information on that i've not really had a chance to uh, look into it, but I do like uh, a good mystery. Uh, Dirty Dance, what what was your thoughts on uh, the new website updates, if you've had a chance to check those out? I have not looked at anything besides clicking for the email, because like I said earlier, I wanted this to be a genuine and excited reaction to what you were going to share with us. I have been waiting for this and waiting. Well, you're going to have to wait uh, 15 more days. Which is which I'm totally fine with, you know, because um, earlier in the week I felt like something big was going to happen, uh, and I still feel like something big is going to happen. So, uh, and like I said, I like a good mystery. You know, I like to try to solve a mystery um, and so forth. And the whole website is is still uh, myster- uh, very uh, mysterious. Uh, there is some links to uh, uh, John uh, John uh, McAfee now. McAfee. McAfee, whatever his name was, is uh, John McAfee. There was uh, some links and so forth. Like I said, I didn't really print out anything from yesterday. I just wanted to advise everybody. There has been an update. You can opt in, and you will get emails and so forth. Um, and there's also a Telegram uh, group you can join. What's the name of that, Dirty Dan? Ingersoll Lockwood. Uh, didn't didn't they change that as well? Isn't there another one I, called Not Ingersoll Lockwood? Well, it's there's there's two different groups. Okay. Um, I will pull up the link for it right now. There's a legit one that's Ingersoll. Ingersoll. In, Ingersoll dash, Lockwood Inc. Yeah, Ingersoll dash Lockwood dash Inc. Inc. So. Yeah, and that's HTTPS colon backslash backslash T dot me backslash Ingersoll underscore or I'm sorry, Ingersoll Lockwood Inc. All one word. Um, and there's there's another one. The one I was talking about is not Ingersoll Lockwood. They do a lot of updates on that one. If you have Telegram, yeah. you can go read about all the updates and then go find them for your for yourself. Uh, it's definitely a website we're going to keep an eye on, and we are going to have DJ on back in the future. Uh, yes. I'd like to talk more about him, uh, himself personally, and find out a little bit about his dad and NASA and so forth. And 
Yes, and I'm waiting for a date from him, but he's excited for that, and uh, he is he is planning some things for that. So. Well, good, good. I would also like to get his opinion on the uh, lost moon landing tapes. Well, I and you know I, I do remember him whisking that uh, when we first talked to him. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think he laughed and chuckled. Uh, yeah. Moving on, we're going to go on down. Is it, Rebecca, do you have anything to add about the Ingersoll Lockwood before we move on? No? Okay. Um, we have a new segment coming up in uh, either next week or week after next, believe it or not, spelled K-N-O-T-T. That's with Justin Perkins and myself. We'll be talking about subjects um, and then trying to convince each other um, why it could be real or why it is not real. Uh, also, on October 3rd, Yes, Rebecca. I want in on the real or not real. Okay, okay, we can we can we can get you in on that. Well, yeah, because that's that's where I come in. I'm reading the stories that I come up with for you guys. Correct? Yes, 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 yes. We're not up. What? I can't just tell my made up stories. No, yeah. it's it's directly related to Knott County. No, 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 no. It's not directly related to Knott County. What me and him are going to do. We're, we're going to take subjects and kind of uh, do them and dissect them. Now, what, what Dirty Dan, you could do, and this would be great for Rebecca, too, the real or not real, that's when, you know, I mean, and, and we can do that during the show every week. Uh, you come up with something, and we, you know, and I try to guess if it's real or not real. Okay, so it'll be like Florida or not on, on our local radio station. Got it. Florida? No, that's what they call it, Florida or not. And that's how you like win tickets and prizes every morning. You call in, they read a, it's normally a dumb crime story. Okay. Speaking of, I have a, I have that alien encounter from uh, Richmond, Kentucky. I got to talk about yet. Okay. Um, um, you know, ahead. the one I told you about the other night. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they, they, it's called Florida or not. And they always guess they read outlandish stories. Like a man robbing a Wendy's through the drive-thru with an alligator actually happened in Florida. He, don't, he, just, he robbed a Wendy's with an alligator. So he, uh, yeah, because I shared the story with Rebecca when, when it came out. Um, the guy uh, went through the Wendy's drive-thru with the intention to rob them. Didn't have a gun. Okay. But he had an alligator, approximately a, an eight-foot-long alligator in his back seat. And he unleashed it and tossed it through the window, just yeeted it in at him. Oh, my gosh. And uh, that, that was it. So, uh, yeah, um, well, that, that was actually in Florida. That wouldn't necessarily be a deadly weapon, though. I mean, it, he was arrested with assault for a deadly weapon. Really? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. And one person went to the hospital with injuries. Um, the game commission came out, recaptured the alligator, uh, checked it out, and released it after observation for twenty four. Now, hours. was the was the person that had injuries were they bit by the alligator? No, it was when the alligator landed on their foot and sprained their ankle. Wow. Okay. Okay. That, that yeah. guy. That, I mean, you got to think. I just, I just want to know what kind of drugs this dude was on because to yeet an eight-foot alligator right through a car window in through a drive-thru window onto the floor, I mean, I mean yeah. that's kind of impressive because it came out of a Toyota Camry. So how he got it in the backseat to begin with. I mean, he was all the drugs, okay? All of the drugs. What First, drugs were you on? All of them. The alligator. That's what I want to know is how did he get it in his car? Well, so 
he had said that he stopped at a swamp and went looking for one, got a got a, a rope around its mouth and then taped it shut, got it in and untaped it. I kept mean, the rope on. You just like applaud that for a second. Like regardless of what he used it for, that's fucking impressive. Well, he he got it from where he he buys his drugs from. Evidently, that was it. Like he 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 just killed two birds with one stone or got two birds stoned at once. <laughs> he had the uppers he had the downers he had the loopy loops he had the whirly doos he had the twist of curls he had all of them he had it all uh, thanks and sparklers tell us about the uh richmond kentucky ufo sighting so the article is titled uh from two days ago man arrested for frying out of kentucky hotel room window saying he was shooting at aliens um <laughs> one man gave a pretty wild explanation with others with several other witness testimonies to back it up to police officers when he was questioned as to why he was shooting out of the hotel room in richmond kentucky just right down i-75 from us according to samuel riddell 55 he noticed aliens hanging out in the parking lot and decided to open fire on them at an unnamed hotel off keeneland drive causing an evacuation on saturday afternoon as Rydell was shooting at the aliens, a woman who was also with a 55-year-old locked herself in the hotel room bathroom and didn't come out until police responded. Luckily, no one was injured, though it was later discovered by police that several bullets had struck vehicles in the parking lot and one had entered an adjacent occupied room. The occupants of that adjacent room had said they saw a flash in the parking lot and looked out the window to see what it was and immediately startled by a hail of gunfire. Before arresting, arresting Rydell, Police were given the bizarre excuse for his behavior. Mr. Riddell told police that he observed aliens in the parking lot and heard someone shouting at them. So he looked out and began shooting at them, the release stated. Detectives discovered Mr. Riddell was also a convicted felon and was in possession of two handguns and a semi-automatic rifle, also the under, under the influence of methamphetamines. <laughs> As a result of his alien shooting antics, Riddell was charged with four counts of wanton endangerment of a police officer, multiple counts of criminal mischief, multiple counts of wanton endangerment of a civilian and possession of a handgun and firearm by a convicted felon, Richmond police said. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So there are, there are witness testimonies to seeing a large flash and something in the parking lot before they had to run for cover because some meth had shot out the window at it. Now, how far is this from the uh, bluegrass army depot, not bluegrass army depot, but the base in Richmond? That I don't know. Dan doesn't know where something is uh, geographically. Holy shit. Somebody mark this down in the calendar. Well, I mean, if it's up in the I air, say, though, it's, I don't it's, know it's not going to be that far, you know, correct? Yeah. So. Um, well, let's let's do a little uh, let's do a little search here. Okay, you can do that. And uh, again, everyone, I just want to remind you: believe it or not, with Justin Parkins and myself coming up in the next week or the week after, um, Seth Ambergy from Talk Junkie will be on the show October third, and next week in the new studio, we will have comedian, uh, fellow podcaster, and friend of the show Eli Griffith will be in the studio next sunday um oh man it is not even close but people at cracker barrel on the golf course definitely someone definitely missed their swing when this guy started shooting his gun i'll tell you that much <laughs> why is that because it is right next to it so 
Okay. Arlington Golf Center. Okay. So, I, I you know, and, and there's been a lot of sightings. You can go back to the late 70s. There's a lot of sightings over the military base there in Richmond. Uh, yeah, it is significant. Like, I have to scroll out away from it from where this is. To, right. uh, so, I mean, it, it's pretty much right there in its own backyard. Yeah, it's, it's a couple neighbors' houses over. Right. But, I mean, if it's up in the sky, you're still going to be able to see it and so forth and from the base. Um, also, well, one, it, it landed in the parking lot. Right. That's what other people said, plus the meth head. So. <laughs> I just can't get over the guy's you know, loaded on meth and starts just wings a gun out all Rambo style and just starts shooting I, at something. In the you know, line. if I was in that situation, I would not go start shooting it. I would be up. I would be trying to get in that spaceship. I mean, I would be trying to get in the UFO. Rebecca. Come on, Rebecca. Comment on that. You would be trying to get in the UFO as well. Right, I would be. I'd be having conversations with the aliens. Like, I need to. I got some questions. No, she would. She would want to get in the UFO fifteen minutes after it's gone because she'd freak out at first, not have a clue what to do, go through seventy-eight different rabbit holes real quick, and by the time she came out of it and realized to get her shoes on and go running out, it already be gone. I would try to get in it first, and then I would ask questions. What was that, Rebecca? Fuck shoes. Oh, you, you'll just wear your slippers out. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but i also want to remind everyone of uh, let's see uh uh honest rebecca thoughts drops every friday on the here to chew bubblegum youtube page um yes it's it's the get real segment meets honest rebecca thoughts Drops every Friday with Rebecca Short of the Short Shit Show and myself, Goose, of Here to Chew Bubblegum. I liked Honest Rebecca Thoughts because I've got you nice opening uh, sequence credits made. and the The first five minutes of your video was you two arguing about the name. Yeah, and it's fucking hilarious. Yes, yes, it is. Semantics. Shush, Dirty Dan. If you haven't seen the opening that Goose made for the Get Real Meets Honest Rebecca Thoughts, we could call it Get Real with Honest Rebecca. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, <clears throat> All the flamingos at the rave are pretty cool, though. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I was trying to say. We'll say it. You already did. I, the opening scene for that is fucking amazing. It's a whole bunch of flamingos just like vibing together. And the dude coming on on the DJ, the rocker, that's my favorite. It's all flamingos. Like you have to go watch it on YouTube. It's fantastic. Thank you very much. And those will be and dropping every Friday at 8 a.m. Where on YouTube can they find that? They can find that at Here to Chew Bubblegum. It's also in my link for it. It's also in the link for it. Uh, you can also go to heretochewbubblegum.com. Just click on uh, our social media uh, screen and then on the YouTube, and that take you directly to it. But if you have YouTube and you just want to search it, just just search Bubblegum. After you skip uh, past two Roddy Piper comments, one of the episodes will will come up and just click on that, and you can follow that down to find out. Um, You've actually moved to the second episode or the second thing on there. Oh, now. is There's it the second thing now? Okay. All right. Yes, Rebecca, go ahead. Um, if you're searching for it on YouTube and you type in here to chew bubblegum. That's cool. 
and you just go to the filter and hit channels. It's the first one. Oh, okay. Well, see, I've never done it that way. I always just told you I'm 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 old. I'm a little. I'm not old. I'm a little bit older than you guys are. So, uh, Dirty Dan, do you want to tell us about a new? Uh, well, before you do that, Dirty Dan, everybody can contact us by calling 606-373-3396, or they can email us. How can they email us? Well, not not just about the call, text, or voicemail, but if you keep it clean, we can play on the radio show, too. But you can email us at goose at here to chew bubblegum.com, dirty dan at here to chew bubblegum.com, or Rebecca at here to chew bubblegum.com. And you can also email Ned or Elliot at here to chew bubblegum at yahoo.com. That's exactly right. And uh, we're going to close everything out for this week. And for the next few episodes, Dirty Dan, I'll turn it over to you. For the next few episodes, we are going to recognize the group and their amazing work called the Till Valhalla Project. Established in 2017, rocking the slogan, Where Heroes Live On Forever, under their wonderful tribute of a logo, the TVP team is all about bringing and spreading awareness of the help our vets and soldiers desperately need. The ones who devote and sacrifice their time to protect our lives and freedoms, and sometimes, and all too much, unfortunately, give the ultimate sacrifice of their own lives for us. <clears throat> uh, Julia from the TVP team uh, reached out and she's quoted saying our mission is to do whatever it takes anything to get our name and purpose to the masses the sale of these products is going to make a difference but the conversations and awareness they will bring to less than the 22 a day plus one active duty member is more significant than any monetary donation we need to support each other most notably and our brothers and sisters and the families that are left behind starting in 2019 till valhalla project donates an additional 20 percent of net proceeds towards reducing veteran suicide and they have now raised over $870,000 towards that battle against veteran suicide in under two full years. Veteran suicide is a plague, and we are making our stand to stop it. Thanks to thousands of loyal customers, we are able to donate to charities and gift memorial plaques to hundreds of families who have lost their loved ones. When you buy from Till Valhalla Project, you are not only preserving the legacies of our fallen, but also saving the lives of those who are currently struggling. We will forever continue to deliver free memorial plaques and donate our charities with every purchase because this ensures our heroes are never forgotten and their legacies will live on forever. Um, and I, I looked at these plaques and I, it's not like a little brass plate. Like it is a large handcrafted plaque for each and every service member, uh, both present and past. Um, they are definitely very, very beautiful pieces. Um, and it's definitely, I would be comfortable with that if I was in their shoes, knowing that, um, uh, I had reached out to them. Julie had promptly emailed me back and, um, we are getting some stuff to, uh, to be able to wear and tote around and help spread that message and awareness. Um, and, and that's on its way. Uh, and not that we are forgetting anything, but I want to also keep mentioning AWP or adventures with purpose, um, reach out, support, donate, whatever you wish to do, say, Hey, like, and follow, uh, the adventures of Jared, Sam, Dan, and gang on YouTube or their official website, adventureswithpurpose.com. And uh, special thanks to Carlin for all the voiceover work. Don't forget about the new Midlife Crisis album available now 
uh, be sure to stop by and say hello to CK. Uncle Bill and the rest of the gang over at deadpitgood.com. Justin Perkins of Talk Junkie. Check out down the holler with Jordan and Brad. Don't forget about Seth's Daily Podcast. And if you're into the spooky stuff, I'm not going to give much away, but the spooky family have a uh, really good bracket going on featuring all sorts of different things that you definitely need to check out. Visit SpookyFamilyPodcast.com for more information. And if you want to awaken more, uh, be sure to check out Rebecca Short on TikTok and Honest Rebecca Thoughts on Twitch. That'll do it for this week. We'll see you next week. And until then, so long for now. Maybe I'm not leaving. Maybe I'm just going home. I'm muted. Flock her out. To hear the chew bubble gum. Tune in next time as we dive deeper into things the government doesn't want us to know. <laughs>